Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is about freedom. This could be one of the most interesting and helpful podcasts that Joshua's ever done. We've been given definitions by Joshua for abundance and freedom. Abundance is having everything you need when you need it to do whatever you need to do. And freedom is being able to do anything you need when you need it and being able to follow inspiration. Sometimes we believe that we can't act on the inspiration because we don't have enough money or time or there's some issue in the way, but that's never the case. And so we always have the abundance. We always have the freedom. And so now it's our responsibility to redefine these two terms and then to really go in a little bit more deeper to discover the freedom that's innately ours. We understand that we're the creators of our reality and we understand that we're limitless beings. So if that's true, then our limitations are imposed by ourselves via our mental construct or our belief system. We can process limiting beliefs. We can prove that they're false. We can soften those limiting beliefs. We can also push past fear and act on inspiration. If you have a limiting belief that's not allowing you to push past the fear, well, you can process that limiting belief. But if you can push past the fear, then the belief is no longer limiting. So it doesn't matter anyway. You transmute that belief just by acting on inspiration. But it goes even deeper here. If you're thinking about what freedom really is, and you're the creator of your reality, and you essentially know you're limitless, you can be, have, and do anything you want, then this implies that anytime you feel limited or stuck, or you just can't do something, it's an illusion caused by your perception. The goal here then is to raise your perspective so that you can see through the illusion. And how do you raise your perspective? Well, one, of course, processing limiting beliefs, but two, just seeing the situation in yourself from the highest perspective you can believe. So that belief system then is the limits to your perspective. The belief system is created through a whole bunch of experiences you had as a child, as a teen, as a young adult, and yet they were only perceived from that version of you. Now that you're at this higher level, you can start to really rewrite all of that programming. In this episode, Joshua really dives into this much more deeply than I've ever seen before. And it really gives you a sense that because freedom is innate and because we all feel limited, then that limitation is just an inaccurate perception of reality. So if you can start to change definitions change your perspective, look closely at everything you think is bad or wrong, and then look at it again and see how it could be right, how it could be good. And this will help you get out of this illusion of limitation, which is non-freedom. We're going to be doing the first QLT weekend here coming up in three days. It's going to be very interesting because it's all based in science. It's not woo-woo at all. Joshua and the White Light are using all this terminology and all these experiments, all these scientist names, all this scientific terminology, and they're teaching this information in a scientific way. You know, spirituality and science are not that far apart. They're getting closer and closer and closer. There's so much in quantum physics that's proving what spirituality has been saying since Buddha, Jesus, and Confucius, and all that stuff. It really shows you that this mental construct that we all have of our identity and how we think we should be is just so limiting. What Joshua or what White Light has said is that through a shift in your perspective over as little time as a weekend, you will radically change your trajectory, your timeline, for instance. You will start to create what you want by becoming it first. When you manifest something, you've become a version of yourself that is logical that that thing that you want is present in your reality. For instance, when you become a parent, the child is there. Or when you have a child, you become a parent. So these things happen simultaneously. But what does it take to become a parent? What does it take to become a millionaire? What does it take to become free, abundant, healthy, all these things? It's a shift in perspective. And how do you shift your perspective? Well, you have to do new things. You have to learn new things. You have to get into this void where your identity isn't calling all the shots because how you perceive your reality is based on who you think you are. You have to lift yourself out of that definition of yourself. And that's all it is. Once you change that perspective, then the reality changes. This episode here, you're going to notice that 
Joshua is slowing down. And that's because there's been a lot of heart opening work I've been doing. And a lot of emotional sensitivity is bubbling over as I'm channeling. They're using words that can be heard by more and more and more people. And this is why this podcast has grown so much. And of course, it's thanks to everything you do, leaving reviews and likes and comments and subscribing and all that stuff. So I think we're on a new chapter here as we go forward. It's interesting to see how this is going to turn out with white light coming in as well. We just did a white light with Christy yesterday. And it, was, it was just amazing. I'm really loving doing all this stuff. And um, I can't wait to see how QLT turns out. We're having groups of 12 people come to the Joshua House for the weekend. So you come on Friday and leave on Monday. We have this one this weekend. We have another one in the end of July that has three spaces left. So if you're interested in that, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you all the information. And so when you combine QLT with what you know in spirituality, whether you've taken a boot camp or basic training or essential experience or the seven-day course or anything else that you've been doing, there's still that science mind that's really predominant. And when you see how the science lines up with spirituality, it is amazing. And it's so logical. If you'd like to learn more about how you can get involved, you can go to the teachingsofjoshua.com. So enjoy this episode and let's get going. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Well, you realize that you're limitless beings, but you don't really understand what that means. You think that you manufacture things with your thoughts and one day they become reality. And so you think about a lot about what you want and in that vibration, you tend to be in the lack of what you want. And so more or less, you keep it away from you, but that's okay because you can always effort and struggle your way to anything you think you want. But if you could let go of that, you could really understand what freedom is all about. Freedom is this idea that there is nothing that could possibly limit you because you're limitless beings and you create your own reality. You cannot create in the reality of others. They cannot create in your reality. There are no limitations here, except for the limitations that you impose on yourself. Now, why would you impose limitations on yourself? Well, possibly because you might be in fear of what you could become. You might be in fear of losing what you've already created. And because you have no idea what is to be created if you're not mentally focusing on something and wishing it into existence, you don't really know what's coming for you or what is up there when you reach higher and higher and higher levels. You see, as you shift your perspective, what you're really doing is you're removing your limitations. Now, how does one shift their perspective? Well, one can see themselves from the highest perspective they could believe. One could process limiting beliefs that occur to them or that they feel when they feel negative emotion to any event, which we call manifestation events. You could soften those limiting beliefs by proving they're not true. You could find evidence to prove that any limiting belief is not true because no limiting belief is true. This is the essential nature of this reality. Since nothing has any meaning and all meaning is what you apply to it, then you can define anything in a way that is more or less empowering, more or less limiting. It's perfectly up to you. So when you take something as bad or wrong, you're applying an arbitrary meaning to it, a meaning that is, in fact, not accurate. And this is why you feel negative emotion. You apply meaning to these things in order to what? To keep you safe. You apply meaning to things because you had some experience, possibly in your childhood, and you derived some feeling from this event that happened. And you said, that's not a good feeling. I don't want to feel that again. Well, what you were feeling is simply the communication from your inner self, letting you know that in that moment, you were not perceiving reality accurately. And this is the only thing that was happening here. You felt some emotion and some bit of fear. You tied these things together and you decided to label that event as wrong or bad, and that emotion is wrong or bad. But if nothing's wrong or bad, if everything's neutral, then what are you actually doing? Well, in these circumstances, without you realizing it, you are creating a perception of reality. You're creating a belief structure, a mental construct, a type of behavior that is not aligned with either who you truly are or what's going on in this reality. And that's okay. That's part of the process of this. You forget who you are and you have this weird, strange, unusual feeling of separation that is not true. 
because this is occurring in this reality and because you chose to come here, you chose to dive into this forgetting and feeling of individuality and isolation and separation to see what you could actually become. What could you become in this reality if you couldn't remember who you were and if you felt disconnected from everything else in the reality? Well, humans have been doing this for thousands of years, for eons, and they've been pretty much creating the same things over and over and over and over and over again. And so what you end up with is a bunch of boxes. So when you have an imagination of something that you desire, what's really happening here is you're looking at something that someone else has done before and you put it into two boxes. Boxes you think would make you feel good and boxes you think would make you feel bad. And in that, you assign limitation to your entire reality because there's only really two boxes going on here. And if you're thinking about one box with the other box and trying to control your way away from the box you do not like and guide yourself to the box that you do like through effort and struggle, you're spinning your wheels, you are holding on to limitations, and you're not inventing new boxes. You're not inventing new experiences. You're not inventing new identities. You're not changing the belief systems. You're not rewiring your mental construct. And you're living the same life basically over and over and over every day, day in and day out, remembering who you are, doing the same things over and over and over again. And essentially you're creating your own box. It's the box you call your life. And that box has walls and the ceiling and doesn't really have a door. And in this box, you assume a certain level of either imprisonment or freedom, depending on your perception. But within that box is quite the limited life. And you've come here now and you said, how could I feel better in my box? And how could I become something that would exist outside of this box? And so we offer you some ideas and some techniques, some tools, some practices, some new perspectives. And eventually you raise your perspective enough to see over the walls of that box and through the gates of that prison that you've created for yourself. And the funny thing about this prison, there's no keys, there's no locks. It's always open. And you either choose to step outside of that box or stay within it. Maybe you rationalize that it's comfortable in that box and you have a lot of nice, friendly things and people and it's good enough. But what could you become inside that box that's rather limited? And if you're a limitless being, you can't really continue the same old, same old within that box and hope to feel good. And so it's going to take a little bit of courage and bravery to exercise your freedom. And you exercise your freedom simply by thinking differently than you normally do and questioning everything you think. Why is that wrong or bad? Why is that person doing something wrong or bad? Why is that behavior wrong or bad? Why is that passion or interest wrong or bad? Why can't you do what you want to do? No one is telling you what to do in this reality. You can do anything. You are free to do anything you want to do. You are free to choose any life you want to choose. You are free to become anything you want to become. The only thing that's ever holding you back is that box that you've created for yourself. It seems real, but it's not. And if you are facing any negative emotion, if you are getting inspiration and not taking action, if you are listening to others for their expertise or their guidance and not listening to yourself, well, then you know for sure you're in a box. There's nothing wrong with a box and... People can continue living in boxes all they want. But there's something about you that's different. You have come to a new level of understanding. You've gotten to a new perspective, a perspective that very few humans have gotten, whether you're on this call now or listening to a later date. The very fact that you're here listening to this right now, that you listen this far in without switching the dial, so to speak, is because you are ready for something more. And what you are ready for can only be found within. And so we say meditate. And think about everything that you think is wrong or bad and reassess that. Look at it again. Look at it from another angle. Look at it as if it was right, because it cannot come into your reality unless there's something for you in this idea. You cannot have a negative emotion without perceiving your reality inaccurately. Your inner self is looking at you from the highest perspective possible. It understands your limitless fully. Understands your limitless nature because... 
that's all they can see. They cannot see the limitation. They cannot perceive the limitation. They have no idea what that limitation implies because they're not living your life. They see a perspective and they understand a certain level of feeling in that. And they understand that this reality is a bit dense and a bit challenging, but they know who you are. We know who you are. We know what you want. And what you want is found not in something you've done before, not in something someone else has ever done. It lies in being who you truly are. And who you truly are in this reality and all realities is love. You are a magnificent, eternal, limitless being of pure positive love and acceptance. You are source. Source is not limited. Love is not limited. There is no way to place limits on it unless you forget and unless you feel separated in some way. The limitless nature of who you truly are is what you really want. And when you experience that just a bit, when things are a little bit more interesting to you, when you act on inspiration or when you act a little bit differently, when you see something coming to you and it's an urge to change conditions and you say, no, I'm not going to change these conditions. I'm going to see through this. Then you open up that box. Then you climb out of the box and then you are free. You are finally free to have, be, and do anything you want in this reality. And the way to have, be, and do anything you want in this reality is to realize that you cannot see it within that box. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who would like to start? Hi, Joshua. It's Pamela. Pamela! Um, I was having a conversation with someone the other day. We were talking about relationships. And in that conversation, they said that sacrifice is part of a relationship, that, that the two people you know, can't always have what they want at the same time. And that in order to be a happy, evolved couple, that, that there is an element of sacrifice. And that just felt wrong to me, <laughs> but I couldn't exactly explain why. And the person said, asked me if I thought different. And I said, yes, I do, but I couldn't explain it. It, it feels almost like putting yourself into the position of a victim, I guess, if you're quote unquote sacrificing. But then I wondered if there was some sort of limiting belief that I had around that concept. And then they called me selfish for thinking that I could have everything. So well, imagine, love... <laughs> imagine that you as a limitless being could not attract this conversation without it being for you. Could not attract it without it being a perfect reflection or the perfect thing that you need to hear. Maybe it was who asked this perfect question. We would say, if you could sacrifice your limiting beliefs, why not? That would be something that you would not even call a sacrifice. But if we ask you to not believe something that you really want to believe, you're going to take it as a sacrifice. And yes, if you want to be in a relationship, you will have to sacrifice your fears and your limiting beliefs and all the things you think are right about a relationship and understand the core of everything that you do is based in love. And what is love? Love is knowing. And in this idea of love and freedom and abundance and everything you want is a limitation. And that limitation is always a limiting belief in that area. So you could apply it to relationships, to health, to finances, to career, to passions and interests, to every single thing in your life. If you could sacrifice the limiting beliefs and allow for more empowering beliefs to come to you, you would quickly rise out of your box and you would experience freedom. So in a relationship, imagine if you sacrifice the belief that your mate is there to bring you things, to give you love, to comfort you, to do anything whatsoever, even to be monogamous, for instance. If you sacrificed any limiting belief that tied your mate to certain behaviors and actions, if you sacrificed the beliefs that 
would not allow you to be free yourself or to allow them freedom, you would have a relationship that no one has ever experienced before. If you could understand that the perspective of the other person is unique, and if you could endeavor to understand that perspective, you would quickly and surely release a lot of limiting beliefs in that area. If that was your goal is to look at everything from the highest perspective and understand their perspective at the same time without needing the security of the limiting beliefs, if you could sacrifice those limiting beliefs, then you would get everything you truly wanted, which is absolute freedom within a relationship. What's holding you back from absolute freedom in a relationship? The fear that they would leave you if you just simply demanded or lived your life the way you want to live it. You say to yourself, I cannot be free in this relationship. I cannot do what I want. I have to consider my mate. And what you're really doing is considering whether he or she will leave you if you be who you are. And they're thinking the same thing to a degree. But if you're looking for the higher perspective, what you want to do is liberate your mate and in the process, liberate yourself. How could you liberate your mate? That doesn't seem rational whatsoever. If I let them do whatever they want to do, then I would be doing 99% of the work in here. Well, why is there work in a relationship to begin with? There's no effort and struggle in relationships in the non-physical. There's no controlling anyone in the non-physical. There's no stopping anyone from doing what they want to do in the non-physical. This is a human idea. It's a human idea because you do not share perspectives. You want what you want based in limitation, not in freedom. You want what you want based in fear, not liberation. But what you want is for them to be happy if you love them. For what you want is to know them if you love them. And how can you know someone if you're being inauthentic? How can they know you? It's impossible. We're not saying to radically shift your relationship, but just to think about this from the higher perspective. If you could be who you are, if you could do what you wanted to do, and if you could allow them to be who they are and allow them to be and do whatever they wanted to do, then you would not be in the vibration of the lack, of the imprisonment, of the bounds of what you think a relationship should be. You understand that it's just a box that you've been taught. It's just a box that you see examples of. Some people have shinier boxes. Some people have prettier boxes, but they're all boxes. And it's all a restriction of the freedom of the individual to make you feel somewhat safe and comfortable, but you don't feel good in that relationship. And eventually the relationship deteriorates because you can only stand so much restriction or control for so many years. Why is it that? Relationships don't last. Well, one, why would they last? Why do you need them to last? Why do you want them to last in the first place? What is this thing that you're hoping to gain uh, happily ever after that you see one out of a thousand times? And is that really happy? Are they really doing anything? Or are they just really good at settling? When you get to this level where you all are, where your perspective is, now you need to think separately about how you relate to every other human in reality. They are you, you are one, but if you're controlling them or controlling yourself, if you're not telling them what you want for fear of reprisal, they may want the same thing and you wouldn't want to have that, or they may not like you anymore because that's not what they want. So there's a lot of fear going on in that fear. A relationship is in the vibration of the fear. The only way to do it is to radically upend the entire thing. You start by being authentic. Can they handle your authenticity? Well, if they can, you know for sure it's going to be a wonderful relationship because they get to see who you truly are. They get to see your perspective. They get to be deeply involved with the authentic you instead of this persona that you flash around in order to get a modicum of like, love, and respect or a modicum of security that is completely ethereal and false. What if you be you? 
And what if you really pretended to love this person? If you really pretended to love them, then you would be fascinated with them. You would want to know everything about them. You wouldn't want to change a hair on their head or any behavior whatsoever. The only reason you'd want to change their behavior is because it elicits some negative emotion in you, some fear of the future or some trauma from the past that is meaningless now. And the negative emotion is simply showing you that you're perceiving reality inaccurately in this relationship or in this scenario. Well, you haven't had a lot of practice of it, nor have you seen any examples of this. But if you could be authentic in a relationship, which means I release you from all past experiences, from all past trauma, because from this perspective now, I realize that all you were doing was showing me my limiting beliefs. You were showing me my limitations. And since I am a limitless being, I very much want to know what those limitations are. So your past behavior was based in my perspective of the time of myself as a highly limited being. Now that I've risen to this perspective, I can realize that you had to do what you had to do to show me my limitations. And I appreciate you for that. But now that I have reached this higher perspective, I no longer hold you responsible for anything that elicits negative emotion in my life because I see that as an understanding that my communication with my inner self is stronger now. And I realize that I've just been perceiving reality inaccurately. This is why I feel negative emotion it has nothing to do with you. I am not the victim. The victim would believe that you're responsible for my negative emotion, which is not true whatsoever. I see it now. So I was trying to control you so that I wouldn't feel negative emotion. And I would have a little bit of a feeling of security, knowing that you would always be around to do whatever you do around here. But that's just limited. And I've been limiting you. You're not the higher perspective that I am, so it seems normal and natural to you. But my intention in this relationship from this day forward is to be authentic and liberate each other from the bounds of societies and our belief systems about what a relationship could be. We don't have to be together. We're not going to die if we're not together. The kids are not going to die if we're not together. We don't know what's going to happen, but now we know we're the creators of a reality. So if we endeavor towards more love, less control, more freedom, less restriction, wouldn't it make sense that the future would unfold perfectly? And if we look back at our history together and how we met and the relationship we had and the kids we had and what we've gone through in that time, doesn't it make sense that from the limited perspective, you could see things as wrong or bad, but from this higher perspective where I am now, you can see how everything worked out perfectly all the way through, because that was the perspective we were at. Now I'm up here. I'm not a victim anymore, meaning you cannot make me feel anything. If I feel something, that's not you. That's my perception of reality. That's inaccurate. My inner self is just letting me know. That's not you. It's me. So if you go spend the night with the guys and come home at four in the morning, sure, I'm going to react because I have a little bit of residual limiting beliefs and some momentum and a belief about how things should be done. But for me to say you can't do what you want to do from this perspective is ridiculous because I can't control you. I can't create your reality. And if I try to manipulate you through asking you to be different than you are and trying to live life that complies with my limited belief system, then I am not setting you free. I'm imprisoning you. Why would I do that to someone I love? So when you think about relationships and someone comes along and says, you're selfish. Yeah, you're selfish. You want everyone in your life to be free. Because from your higher perspective, that's the only possibility. You want to understand where your limitations are, and they serve you in that. You want to understand that love is knowing. In order for someone to know me and for me to know them, I have to know myself. I have to be authentic. I can't know anyone, and they cannot know me, if I am putting on this persona that's based in fear and control. When I return to the non-physical, 
I'm not going to be this person anymore because all the fear is going to stay here. Well, it can stay here now as I rise above it and see the truth in all of this. I believe relationships should work like this. Why? Did it work out for my parents? Did it work out for any of their friends? Does it work out for any of my friends' parents? Is anyone really free in these relationships? Is this even a benefit that people know going in? Yeah, when we get together, we'll be free. Quite the opposite in your society. So you were taught to control. You were taught to demand. You were taught to put up walls. You were taught to protect yourself. You were taught to hide what you wanted for fear that it might upset them. But it's not free. You're a limitless being. You're in a high perspective. You can't live like a victim and a creator at the same time. Of course, you will forever, but you'll know what you're doing. They won't know what you're doing, but that's not the point here. You cannot control them. You cannot change them. You cannot make them different. Maybe, though, you could change the reflection. But that only happens if you become authentic and raise your perspective to find new, deeper, limiting beliefs. So you come to the first step, I'm the creator of my reality. But you're still reacting, you're still controlling, you're still wishing things were different than they are, and you're still perceiving the outside condition people can make you feel something. So you've got a little bit of a wobble there. And so manifestation events come to point out the low-hanging fruit of your limiting beliefs. And you work on those and you process those and your perspective shifts up. And you understand that the negative emotion is simply guidance from your inner self and you shift up and up and up and up and up. And now you come to a point where as a mother, as a wife, you can say, what have I been doing my whole life? I've been living in a box created by other people living in fear over the centuries. Sure, there was a time possibly when the way the relationships are working was necessary for the survival of the clan. That's no longer necessary. You have all the tools, all the technology, all the freedom and abundance to do whatever you want to do, but you're holding yourself to a condition created eons ago for some reason for some of the people who are nowhere near the level you're at and you're still abiding by this prison. You watch the news, you abide by the prison. You watch some celebrity doing something, you look at another shiny box. Break out of your box by doing one thing and one thing only, endeavoring to liberate everyone in your life, including yourself. Does this make sense? It makes absolute sense. Thank you. Are you going to do it today? I've already started. <laughs> Let us know how that works out. Who's next? Order. Follow up to that, I guess. Could you explain the, how should I put this? The difference between men and women. <laughs> no. Gaining, gaining like learn like learning from a relationship. Is there a point at which the the dissonance in the relationship is fundamental? Or is it like <laughs> I still want to keep like digging and digging till there's no dissonance? Well, the absence of dissonance would be you understand you are one. Now, if you understood you're one and they still behave the same old way, you don't care. It doesn't matter. It couldn't affect you possibly. You would appreciate it. You'd look at it. You'd marvel at it. Your inner self looks at you and there's no dissonance between the two. You just have a different perspective, a more limited perspective, because you don't know everything your inner self knows and you can't perceive things the way your inner self perceives them. And you can't understand this idea of connection in an illusion of separation nor can you understand oneness by feeling like an individual. You can't understand neutrality living in duality. And so there's a vibration going on here that is pointing out to you the inaccuracy of your perception of reality. And that vibration interacts with the other vibration and you feel what you call dissonance, but there is no dissonance. It's just a inaccurate perception of reality and what you're feeling is being sent to you by your inner self just to let you know that slightly that you might be slightly off in your assessment of what's going on here there might be a point to which you're offering so much resistance to the relationship 
that you cannot handle the negative emotion anymore. And you want to because of how you've been taught and how you've been raised and how you've been put into a box yourself, how you've manufactured belief systems through perceptions of reality in younger days where you were highly susceptible to this illusion because you had no way to step back from it and look at it from a higher perspective. And so when something happened in your reality, you drew conclusions based on the feeling that you were feeling, perceiving it was caused by outside of you because you believed in the illusion. Most of the time, though, in childhood, you had fun. But along the way, these built up and built up and built up, and you were taught and taught and taught, and you observed and observed and observed, and you were trying to figure it out by following along. And so you have this history because you have a belief system that is tied to experiences that you believe actually occurred in your what you believe to be the past. And so can you see that this is completely made up? You don't actually know what happened in the past. You are having little flashes there and you are thinking the same things and you're attracting the same memories. But when you raise your perspective, those memories will change. You won't notice this, but they will be different. The more you tell yourself these stories of your youth and these reasons for being, the more you anchor your vibration in the vibration of that person who is perceiving themselves as a victim at the time, thinking it was wrong or bad. You know that you come here as the creator of your reality. You know that you're very powerful. You know that you're limitless. And when you get here, you're like, how come nothing works? How come I can't create what I want? I've been doing this for billions of years in the non-physical, and suddenly I arrive at this planet, and I want something, and I don't get it. Why is it not working? Well, because you're in a vibration of lack and limitation, because you just don't see who you are and how it actually works. So then you endeavor to say, I'm going to figure this out because you're a powerful being. And then you sift and sort and you explore and you are overwhelmed with your physical senses and what you've been taught through personal experiences and other people and what you've observed. And you come to a conclusion that this is the way it works. You have scientists, you have experts, you have the news, you have friends and teachers and parents. And they're all telling you a version of reality that is absolutely inaccurate. Nobody knows what's going on here. And there's so much more stuff going on here. And you're right at this fuzzy little dense bottom of this perception of reality. And you're lifting yourself up and lifting yourself up and lifting yourself up and raising your perspective high enough that you could possibly imagine that you might be the creator of your reality and the outside conditions may not actually cause you to feel anything. What you're feeling is the dissonance between the true perception of reality and what you're believing to be true. Well, there's a lot of momentum and there's a lot of experience and you're unique and how you're interpreting our words, other people's words is unique to you. So we say go within to find out the truth of anything because no one knows you better than your inner self because your inner self is you and has followed you along every moment of your life. But we want you to know for sure that when you feel some negative emotion in relationship to another person, you're wishing they were different. And when you're wishing they're different, you are being the victim in that scenario, not the creator. Yes, it's going to take practice. Yes, it's going to take time. Yes, it's going to take patience. And yes, it's going to take an even higher perspective. If you're the creator of your reality. What you're creating is your perception of reality. You're creating your perspective. You're creating how high you see yourself in relationship to who you truly are in every moment. Most of the time you're not triggered. Most of the time you are patient and loving and allowing everyone to be who they are. But the people in your life that have some sort of meaning that you've given it, and you say, that person makes me feel bad. And they, because of this relationship, should make me feel good, but they're not, and so it's their fault. Well, again, the people in your life who are important to you, who you give meaning to, they're your best mirror. They're the ones who can show you this limitation fully. And so are you allowing them to be who they are, even though 
they're being honorary. They're acting crazy. They're being weird. They're doing stuff that those types of people should not be doing. If they loved you, they'd be acting differently. So apparently they don't love you. And apparently you're not lovable or you're not worthy of their love. Or they're trying to control you, manipulate you. And that's another perspective that is not true. They're simply a mirror. Can you be authentic? Can you allow them to be authentic? Can you allow them to carry on with this irrelevant persona that they've adopted in relationship to you that's now showing you the resistance? If you can drop to your knees and appreciate that person for having to live that life to show you those limiting beliefs, because you said, I want to uncover my limiting beliefs as a limitless being, doesn't that make sense? Of course it does. Now, when you look at someone from a perspective of gratitude that they're showing you limited beliefs and showing you where you're perceiving reality inaccurately and where you're being inauthentic yourself, everything changes. You invert this relationship from victim to creator. When you return to the non-physical, no matter how honorary or how messed up that relationship is, when you return to the non-physical, you'll see them for who they are. You will know them instantly for what they contributed to your life, and you will drop to your knees in appreciation of them and them for you. You could do this now, and if you did, you'd set them free. you set yourself free. So if you want to be free, and when we mean free, we mean literally free of every limiting belief and every social construct, you set them free because they're only serving to be this mirror. When you get to a point where you've seen the mirror and looked at the blemishes and realized they're perfect, you're perfect, and there are no blemishes, they don't have to be the mirror anymore. They can go on being someone else's mirror if they want, or they can be free. So it's up to you to liberate all those in your life. It's not up to them to liberate you. You liberate yourself, and in doing so, you liberate them. You liberate yourself by being perfectly authentic. And authentic means you are the highest representation of yourself that you can believe in relationship to who you are in the non-physical. A pure positive, limitless, magnificent being of love. You act like that now, you pretend that now, and you will be set free of that box you're in and that relationship that's causing you angst. But you can't do it to get out of that relationship. You got to do it because you are this courageous, powerful being that just come here to explore this reality and change things up. Mankind has been on this slow, steady, pace of not knowing itself for thousands and thousands of years. You come to this time of awakening, you awaken yourself, and you awaken to the fact that you are not a victim. You are the creator, that you are limitless, and that all limitations are self-imposed, not imposed by those people in your life, but imposed by self. And to reach this ecstatic life that you're asking for, this life of self-transcendence, you have to let them free first. Sure, it's scary. Sure, it doesn't seem fair. Let them free, set them free, and you move outside of your box. Now, what's outside of that box is the most loving, the most special, the most wonderful relationship that any human has ever experienced. Are you going to be the one to experience it first? Are you going to be the one who has an example to share with others? Or are you going to stand by the party line and live life in limitation like humanity has done for eons? Well, this is your opportunity, and this is why you came. You couldn't be here now asking this question if you didn't know Deep inside, this is true. You, Porter, came to be an example. And you created this relationship and these relationships that were going to be a little bit challenging. So that when you broke through and when you liberated them, then you would shine in the true love, the true love that's available in the non-physical, the true love of knowing, and not this tiny little modicum of 
nice feeling that you call love here. What you feel is love here, that's nothing. What you could feel in this reality as love, because this is a feeling reality, it's something more intense than you can imagine. And you will really like it. But to experience that, you've got to be the one to step out of your box and to change things up and to let everyone off the hook. Let everyone experience themselves and let everyone experience who you truly are. A little scary, not easy, takes a bit of practice, but it's this ongoing relationship with you and your inner self. Ignoring what you've been taught, ignoring what others are doing, ignoring what you think you want and embracing only one thing. And that's who you truly are. Thank you. Who's next? May I ask a question? You may. Yes. What does love look like between my son and I? I'm confused. I'm frustrated. I want him to be different yet. I, I want to accept him. I just need some guidance on seeing the higher perspective with him. And, you know, being a mom and a teacher, I feel like I'm doing it wrong. I feel like other people are judging me. So I want to do this identity work. Excellent. Well, why the hell do you think you're in a relationship with him in the first place? Because you want to do this identity work. Figure it out. (laughs) You said, come on in, jump on into this life with me. And you're going to make me question everything because you're going to (laughs) say, mommy, this is not working. You can't control me. You can't tell me who I am and you cannot be inauthentic in my presence. I will not stand it for one second. You cannot feed me bullshit just because you've been fed bullshit and you don't believe it. This reality does not work this way, mommy. I know who you are. You know who I am. We're not going to stand for this because the agreement we made is that I will be intolerable when you are inauthentic. I will not succumb to these false beliefs that you are trying to impose on me in fear. You're courageous. You're brave. You're a maverick. You're an intrepid explorer. You're a powerful being beyond imagine. And you forget, but I don't forget. I know exactly who you are. Now, if you keep pounding me and pounding me and feeding me fear, I'm going to forget to. And this is going to go on and on and on, generation after generation after generation after generation. We made a pact. We made an agreement that we're going to come here, and I'm going to don this little boy body and this little boy attitude and this little boy mentality, and I'm going to be ferocious because I will not let you off the hook. You're not going to want to allow me to be free. You're not going to give me freedom. You're not going to allow me to be who I authentically am. Because you're going to care about what people think. And you're going to be in this role of a teacher. And what are you doing? You're teaching what? What other people taught you? Out of fear and control and problems and issues and environment and the vibration of lack and limitation. You're going to teach this to me. You teach it to the other kids. Go ahead. They may fall in line. I'm not falling in line because I made a promise to you that I would help you see the light. I would help you see who you are by me being who I am. You're going to be able to fight and struggle and effort and try to control me as long as you want. But if you do, you're going to lose the relationship with the most important person in your life. You're going to cherish me in those first few years where I'm passive. And then I'm going to change. You had experiences with me as a baby and we bonded and you grew to value me and I became precious to you. And then I said, because there's value and there's meaning, that I'm going to show you who I truly am. And who I truly am is different than who you want me to be, because what you want me to do is fall into a box. I don't want a box. I want to be free. You want me to be free. 
you want to liberate me. And when you liberate me, even though it's so valuable, you might lose me and you might throw me to the wolves in your mind. I'll be fine. It's just in your mind. You're making it up based on a limiting and limited mental construct. The last thing you want to do is throw me in a box, keep me in prison. The last thing you want me to do is be inauthentic. The last thing you want me to do is conform. You've been teaching those other little kids to conform. You've been throwing them in boxes and you've been guiding them based in fear and control. You didn't think you were doing that. You thought you were preparing them for this world, but what you're doing is making them conform to this world, thinking they would be safe this way. But if they conform to this world, they're going to live in that box their entire lives. And they're going to raise other little beings and put them in little boxes. And it's going to continue on and on and on. We are not going to tolerate that, mommy. We're going to shred the box. And if you do, you will experience true love. You will experience freedom. You'll experience every single thing you truly want but you'll have to get out your own box to do it. And to do that, you cannot care what anyone else thinks. They're going to be in fear. You'll understand that, but you're going to be strong and brave yourself because you know what's true and what's false. So he's showing you limiting beliefs. Are you working on them? Are you processing? Are you proving they're false? Or do you want to hold on to them in fear, in fear of letting go of these limiting beliefs, you'll have to let him be who he truly is. If you let him be who he truly is, he's not going to conform. And what will the neighbors say? What will the grandparents say? What will the other kids say? He may be bullied. He may fail somehow. Or he may create something that's unimaginable. And so you're asking the question that every parent asks, how do I make this child different than it is? But you're looking at it from a higher perspective and you're asking this question because he will not conform. And there are a lot of them coming in who will not conform. And those who fight and fight and fight and fight and control and control and control and live in fear are not going to have a good time of it and not going to make a difference anyway. There are those who will not conform because the time of conformity is over. The time of uniqueness and celebration in that is now. And those of you who are trying to make others some version that you think conforms to what you think is good or right are holding them to a impossible dream and a fantasy. And they're living small lives in fear of you. In fear of you, what you might say, what you might do. And so those in your life are living in fear of you. Because what happens if you withhold your love? They'll crumble. What happens if you leave? They'll fall apart. What happens if you do not approve? They will feel unworthy. And so you have a choice. You let them go, and you risk the fear of the absolute impossibility, which is loss. You risk the fear of cracking open the illusion and seeing what's underlying it. And what underlies that illusion is what true love is. And so you have true love now, and that's why he's here. Thank you. We have time for one Light, little, easy, silly question. Who's got the silliest question in the history of the universe? I think I do, Joshua. Excellent, Lori. So I've been holding this for a few months now. <laughs> and hopefully, I'd, trying to push past fear, it's stupid. But um, since white light came in, you become a lot more jovial and you hear little jokes in there. Um, are there any jokes that you can share with us from the eternal? The joke is 
there was this limitless being who walked in the bar. And the bar was called forgetfulness. As soon as this limitless being walked in the bar, forget what he liked to drink. So he walked up to the bartender and says, you know, for some reason, I can't remember what I like to drink. Well, the bartender says, you like to drink milk. And the limitless being says, that doesn't really make sense. In a bar, you would think that there'd be more exciting cocktails, just milk, really? Oh, yeah, you come in all the time, you just drink milk, that's all you drink. He looks around at all these other people, they're limitless beings, but they are drinking all these other things, all these fascinating cocktails and all these wonderful things. Are you sure that I'm not supposed to be drinking another drink or I don't prefer these other wonderful cocktails that I see everyone have? I'm just Mm -hmm. having a warm glass of milk. That seems a little boring, a little dull. And the bartender says, how would you know what you want unless you consume what you think is boring and dull day in, day out, forever and ever? And with that, we are complete. Thank you, Joshua. Thanks, everyone. When you think about freedom, we really think about being able to do whatever we want to do whenever we want to do it. You know, be a millionaire, you just fly to Paris or do whatever you want to do. But, you know, that's not really how it works. And even billionaires are limited. They have money to pretty much choose what they want, but they're never going to get satisfied and they're never going to really have fulfillment because there's this thing called inversion. And if you're living for yourself, which is what I did, what everyone did, inversion in QLT is flipping this whole thing. So you're living, instead of living from outside in, like all the outside people and conditions, they give you love and they give you money and they give you a sense of yourself and all that stuff. But they also give you angst and they also make you feel bad, right? So that's the victim mentality. That's what everyone's living at. And then the aversion is to go from this inside out where all your feelings are derived through your inner self determined by how you choose to perceive your reality. Now, that process of going from me to we or from it's all about me, what can I get out of my reality? How does how can I control that reality feel better? To what can I give? It's all about satisfaction what can i do this most satisfying fulfilling how can i serve given what i'm interested in in my particular talents and abilities i found that this has really started changing for me since the boot camp was channeled in 2018 i came to week eight after going through all the weeks and in week eight, it explains what your soul's purpose is and my soul's purpose is to be a preeminent spiritual teacher and leader. Well, I didn't think that about myself before then. I thought I was a student of Joshua, just like everyone else. Then I get to week eight, says, I'm a preeminent spiritual teacher and leader. And I said, oh, yes, of course, that makes sense. I mean, I really saw it after going through those first seven weeks. It gets your perspective high enough where you can now see the obvious. And so then I started teaching the boot camp, did all of 2019, then 2020, and COVID happened. And So many experiences during 2020 lifted my perspective higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. And I eventually inverted from living from the outside in to the inside out. And obviously I served through doing this podcast and teaching the courses, but it's absolutely fulfilling for me. And it's all for me too. This is a really interesting thing. When you invert from thinking that you lack something and needing the outside conditions to give you that which you lack to understanding it's all within you and just seeing what you can become by giving, 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 you get, you understand, you shift your perspective. It's all about that shift in perspective. And when you do that inversion, you go on this rapid ride, skyrocketing to higher and higher perspectives and you get out of the illusion and you get out of fear. So when you remove yourself from that illusion, you fear less and you feel amazing because there's no fear anymore. This is what we all want. How do we feel better? You feel better by getting out of the fear and you get out of the fear by raising perspective. And this is what QLT is all about. It's logically showing you how this universe works 
how you're entangled with it, and how you create based on a communication of your electromagnetic field that you're generating, which we call vibration or perspective. And this communicates to the quantum field, and the quantum field is reflective of that energy you're sending out. And it responds to it. So it's responsive and reflected. And the reality or the things that come to you in your daily life come out of that communication with the quantum field. When you learn to use that field to become who you want to become, to manifest what you want to manifest, it makes so much sense. It's so easy. It's so obvious. It's totally different than we thought it was. And all the definitions of freedom and abundance that we learned before, turns out they've never been true. And what is true is what quantum physicists are are understanding now is that there is a blanket of energy over everything, that everything is spinning, atoms have empty space, and it's just vibrating at a frequency that makes it look solid. We are seeing this with our eyes and believing it's real, making assessments and judgments and giving meaning to everything where there's no inherent meaning. So if you take the meaning off of something, or if you choose the meaning of anything, when you rise above the definitions of limitation that were given to you, that's how you get freedom. And so freedom is nothing more than shifting your perspective so that you can see the truth. And once you see the truth, you're set free and you set everyone else free too. It's absolutely amazing. So I hope you like that episode. If you'd like to join us in QLT, it's so much fun. And you're bonding with 12 other people at this beautiful house in North Carolina where everything is taken care of, all the meals. You don't have to do anything. Just show up and be prepared to go on a rocket ride for two and a half days. Send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, and I'll send you all the information. Support us in any way you can. We really appreciate it. And we are on a rocket ride ourselves, and I hope you guys come along with us. Bye.